Hey everyone, you are listening to the Above the Tree Line podcast, where we take difficult questions about Christianity, faith, and culture and answer them through the lens of scripture. You can listen on your preferred podcast platform or watch online at youtube.com slash Austin Christian Fellowship. If you'd like to submit a question for us to address, you can do so at acfellowship.org slash podcast. Hey, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us for our podcast. We are here with ACF Senior Pastor Will Davis, Jr. Hi, friends. And Hi, Lauren. I am Lauren Thurston. I'm a teaching pastor You are Lauren ACF. Thurston. I am she Lauren, is Lauren Thurston. Thurston. Yes, she is. And we, I just want to start by saying we are so grateful for the questions that you guys have been submitting through acfellowship.org. The questions are awesome. They're questions that have divided I'm going to have to go back to school. You're making me yes. do my homework. That it's good. It's good to keep your mind sharp. Uh, I need it. Yes, we do need it. So the question that we have today is regarding the role of women in church. And this has Ah, been quite an interesting topic. Mm -hmm. Very relevant. Um, A lot of people who are saying that women should not speak or have leadership roles in church primarily pull this from two verses, which is what I want to present you with today. And the first is 1 Corinthians 14. It says, As in all the churches of the saints, the women should keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but should be in submission, as the law also says. And if they desire to learn anything, let them ask their own husbands at home, for it is improper for a woman to speak in the church." That on its own seems to be pretty clear what Paul is saying, but will you give us some context for the verse? 100%. Um, thank you for asking. So, any, let me again, lessons in interpretation. Anytime you go to difficult passages, and there are many, you have to read them in light of clear passages. So, And you also need to understand a passage in context of who wrote it, to whom it was written, when it was written, and why. And the two places where we get the most difficulty around women in leadership in the New Testament are in Corinth, First and Second Corinthians, and Ephesus, which is First and Second Timothy. Mm-hmm. And they had rocky backgrounds. And so it, I believe in a biblical concept called cultural conditioning. It's a little slippery because you can use it to justify anything if you right. want to. But I do think there are statements made to certain cultures or certain cities or certain groups of people that aren't necessarily presented as timeless truths. And I think Paul's teaching to the church in Corinth and the church in Ephesus may reflect, may reflect. So what was happening in well, Corinth Well, the, the women, I'm really trying to avoid being disgusting, okay? So okay. You, since you're going to ask me, uh, temple prostitution. Hmm was happening. Aren't you glad you asked? Oh, lovely. Okay, yes. Yeah. So there could be women in the church who a month before were um, being used as worship tools through sex for worship of pagan gods and goddesses. And now they've come to Christ. And now they're sitting in pew three on a Sunday morning. And Corinth has a lot of free-flowing spiritual things going on, which 1 Corinthians 12 and 14 talk about, which is good. But Paul's going, we probably need to put a lid on this because you're not in any position to have, um, by all things are permissible, not all things are beneficial, Paul Mm -hmm. says. So it may be permissible for these women to speak in church, but they're not ready. And we're not ready. Same thing was true in Ephesus. Ephesus had similar worship to pagan gods and goddesses. 
And Paul tells Timothy, just shut it down. Let's give it a decade. I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I say that so confidently is there's other places, Bible cover to cover, where women are endorsed, including he calls out two female leaders. The only leaders he names by name in Ephesus are women. Excuse me, not Ephesus, Philippi. Yodia and Sinchik, I can't say her name right, mm-hmm. Sinchik. He names two leaders in Philippi. They were females. We know Lydia was a strong leader in, in Philippi. So if you have other places where Paul clearly, and the Bible clearly endorses female leadership, then again, my rule is something else must be going on. I think it was context. Those are tough passages. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to write them off. But it, if you do the background search, it sounds like he may have been saying to Timothy and to whoever's leading the churches there in Corinth, maybe Apollos, hey, guys, let's go slow on the female thing here because it's going to create chaos. So the verse is following does that, that. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay, all right. The right. verses following that do not go with yeah. the prior in passage. Yeah, in 1 Corinthians. Yeah. In 36, it goes from saying it's disgraceful for a woman to speak in church to Paul then saying, or did the word of God originate with you? Or are you the only people it has reached? It sounds schizophrenic. It does. So what's with that? So, so there's a theory. So the original Greek text had no punctuation, which is so helpful. Um mm-hmm. And so it includes quotation marks. Some people think Paul was quoting contemporary teaching in Corinth. Women should sit at home. They should be taught by their husbands. They should not say a word. And he would say, well, okay, there's some of that that I'm okay with, but who gave you the final word on women and leadership in the church mm-hmm. is what the next verses say. So it sounds like and there's a couple places in 14 where this may be the case. It sounds like Paul is quoting something that we don't know he's quoting. He's quoting a source we don't know or common thinking there in Corinth because it sounds so schizophrenic the next couple Mm -hmm. verses, he almost backs up and says something else. So again, let's not hang all all our theology on 1 Corinthians 14. Let's let the whole Bible speak to it and let the difficult passages of which that is one be seen in light of clear passages, which I'm happy to talk about, the clear Mm -hmm. ones, Lauren, because you always ask me about the hard ones. I do. <laughs> because this this is what people are using to say women should not speak. And even right now, there are male pastors going after female pastors saying you should not speak in church. It is hurting the body so of Christ. So have you ever heard of Miriam? Yes. Moses' sister, she's called a prophetess. Mm-hmm. So what I struggle with is, um, and I understand those those pastors, but there's a whole bunch of scripture that elevate females in leadership within the church specifically within the yes within the church specifically but also in the old testament which is i think a harder context because it was a jewish male dominated culture mm-hmm. you got deborah who's a judge mm-hmm. um agabus in acts 16 um, wrong chapter but agabus maybe acts 21 has four daughters who prophesy okay they're well, there. let's wait. The prophesy is that the same as being it's speaking a teacher? To, it's speaking. Yes, and and, and acts in that language, in that context, the gift of prophecy is a declaration of this is what God says. Well, they didn't say, okay, all the little girls in the room come here. We're going to talk to them. Mm-hmm. They so spoke would these for women God. be in leadership over men? Probably not in that culture. They would not necessarily had had leadership authority, but they had clearly authority to speak because the 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 context especially of the churches um, that Paul set up, would have had, clearly had a Jewish background and a Jewish feel to them, and that would have been more male-centered in leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, there were clearly women who had leadership emphasis, but we don't have any examples of, like, female deacons 
yet or right. female elders yet. That feels pretty male. But again, I think that's context. I think the husband of one wife phrase, which is used to rule out women as being elders, is more about marriage and not about gender. Hey, don't pick a guy to be an elder who's been married 16 times. He's obviously got an issue. Mm -hmm. But that is interpreted to read, well, only men. Right. And also could be used in to rule out single men. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's what it means. I think it's like have guys whose word means yes in marriage. Um, but there's, there's, there's clearly examples of women who lead and have influence in the church and spoke at times for God in both Testaments. And so what do you do with that? What do you do with Galatians 3, we talked about before the podcast started, that tends to, Paul says the barriers that Genesis 3 created, male and female, slave and free, Jew and Greek, are canceled. Those, and he, he lists three tiers. Mm -hmm. Slave is on the bottom, free is above. Uh, males on the top, women's on the bottom, and then Jews on the top, Greeks on the bottom. Where those are blown up? Those divisions are gone. And they're all one. They're all one, mm -hmm. and they're all equal, and the gifts are distributed equally through them. Your sons and your daughters, your sons and your daughters, Joel 2, will prophesy. Right. It's fascinating. So women speaking in church, women prophesying in the Bible, one question that continually comes up is, if a woman should be leading over a man. Um, we talked about 1 Timothy 2. Well, we have it here. We have women in leadership here. We don't have, I'm, I'm, forgive mm -hmm. me for cutting you off, but let's just put ACF out there. The, by the way, you need to quit talking because you're in church and you're a female. Right. I've been I'll waiting be to say that now. this entire time. Just stop. <laughs> just stop talking. Um, but we are a church that has females in all levels of leadership. We don't have a female senior pastor, obviously. But we have females in all levels of leadership and have wrestled with that question and feel totally at peace with it. And you can push back on it. Feel free. We also give grace to those churches who don't agree with us on it. They have the right to feel like we're out of line. So having said that, go ahead. But I just want to identify yeah. well, our flag's flying pretty high on this one. Some people, though, may say, oh, well, maybe ACF is trying to be progressive or reformed. You believe, though, that ACF's stance on women in leadership roles is biblical. 100% or I wouldn't be there. Hmm. Um, I think the best leadership setting, including the Trinity, is community. Mm -hmm. Team. Yes, God is one, but he's also three in one. And so I think as long as you have community-based leadership, team-based leadership, it's healthiest if it can be male-female. Now, there's some settings where it probably can't be. If mm -hmm. I'm starting a church today in Saudi Arabia right. or East Texas, forgive me, all my <laughs> friends in Tyler, I may not be why it's permissible to have women in leadership. It may not be beneficial sure, yeah. to have women in leadership. And so I may hold that card and mature the congregation to understand, look, they're as, they're as gifted as men are in leadership. They have gifts of leadership, discernment. We need those gifts. Here in ATEX, after all these years, this is easy. And it has brought great benefit to us to have female teachers, of which you are one. My wife is one. Mm -hmm. Female leaders. But we do it in context. We have two elders. Two of our five elders are female. And they bring so much discernment and perspective to our team we would not have otherwise. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for them. But we don't have one, one person doing anything. It's all team in all context. Mm -hmm. And so it works for us. I know there's many people who would not agree. 
So the verse that I was starting to read from first Timothy, a woman should learn in quietness and full submission. I do not permit a woman to teach or to assume authority over a man. That's a big thing that I hear a lot. It's like, if you're a woman, it's okay for you to be a woman's pastor or to be a children's pastor. But the woman based on this verse should not have authority over a man. So if you have a pastor on stage who's a female and there's men in the congregation, is that going against this verse? As long as the female who's teaching is under pastoral authority, I don't think there's any issue with it. What do you mean by that? I mean, you, you, You've got, you've got every person who speaks needs to be under authority. The ultimate authority in our church happens to be male. Mm-hmm. It's me. So when Lauren Thurston teaches, and I'm a fan of Lauren Thurston teaching, you do so submitted to the elders of this church. Mm-hmm. And so you're under authority. So you're, you're acting by proxy on my authority. Okay, I put you there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know, that if you did anything to usurp that authority, you wouldn't be teaching anymore. Right. So... As long as the female teacher is, number one, biblical in what they communicate, and number two, submitted to authority, then I welcome the teaching. But I would say the same for any male teacher. Mm-hmm. The male teachers who teach need to be under my authority and the authority of the elders and biblical as well. It's not just because you're a female that you're qualified for that or, or those limits are on you. Again, in Ephesus, where First Timothy is, I think that made a lot of sense for Paul to tell Timothy, just shut the whole thing down for a minute. They're, you're not ready. And for the let's let's and I think if he if he'd written First Timothy or Second Timothy ten years later, he might have had a different story to, to mm-hmm. Timothy. But I think it's culture. I could be wrong. I think it's cultural conditioning. It's hard though if you use that argument because you can apply that to you can, so you can many. Absolutely it's like twist it. you have to be careful. I mean marriage that they, they listed marriage as being male female because at the time that was appropriate we have evolved therefore that's no longer relevant yeah it's a slippery it's slope way beyond slippery lydia is mentioned as the first convert in europe and it says she got baptized her and her household so either she wasn't married or her husband followed her lead and got married with her got baptized with her when she got baptized and um aquila and priscilla hmm are called Aquila and Priscilla, they're Greeks, but then they're called Priscilla and Aquila. Paul switches later and names Priscilla first in a way of honoring. It wasn't a slip of the tongue, he's honoring her as mm-hmm. a leader. And so I think as the evi- as in, in the same way as the evidence of sin in Genesis 3 took a while to show its really its wicked hand, the longer you read in Scripture, the more evidence of sin you see there, including the subjugation of females. It, the more grace kicks in, the more time it has, the more you begin to see it play out in Scripture. Mm-hmm. To where Paul's calling this couple by the first name of the female first at some point. I think that's just grace kicking in. Mm-hmm. And again, Paul says, don't abuse grace. Don't, use, don't throw grace in people's faces. So in a setting where it's really challenging, where people question, should have been taught otherwise women shouldn't speak in church. You've got to step into that very cautiously and very humbly and not, not make, I'm going to promote women, your, your issue. Because that's secondary to the gospel. Right. We're in a place where we can promote women and it's not really an issue. Mm-hmm. And we can do it biblically. If I'm starting a church and I'm going to have all female leaders because I want to make a point, I think that's right. a different deal. And I don't think we should do that on anything. So you talked about when 
a teacher such as myself, if I'm teaching, I'm submitted to your authority. Question, as why did God pastor. give you the gift of teaching and the gift of leadership, which you have both if you weren't supposed to use them? Some would say to lead other women. That, but that's, show me that. Well, that's show, what show I'm that, showing you show, It's not there. Verses. Show me that asterisk. <laughs> so you can lead children's ministry, Lauren, because you don't, no, I don't, that's, to me, that is, the Holy Spirit doesn't do that. The, mm-hmm. Holy, the Holy Spirit is, he gives gifts to male and female. He gives leadership gifts to women and to men, and he expects them to use them. Okay. Well, you, Sorry. you didn't let me finish my question, though. So That's we talked about submitting to the, the authority. Were you trying to ask a question? Of the senior pastor. <laughs> so, what about the churches out there where the woman is the senior pastor? Is that biblical? So, this is where I'm hypocritical. Okay. I have a problem with that. Okay. And I don't know why. I can't tell if it's my the way I was raised or if I really do have a bent toward the senior leader might need to have male because of the roles mm-hmm. given to men and women in Scripture. The roles meaning like man and wife, yeah. man being the leader. Yeah. Um, I know plenty of... T- I've, got, I've got friends. I'm still speaking out of both sides of my mouth. So <laughs> send all letters to Lauren Thurston at Austin Christian Fellowship. That's there are not my two, email There address. are two women in this city who I love dearly, who are senior pastors, mm-hmm. that I would have come speak here. Mm-hmm. I would, in a minute. So I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of acknowledging I struggle with this, but Maribel Reyes is a Hispanic senior pastor in Austin, Texas, and she's delightful, and she's a prayer warrior, and I wouldn't mess with her, and I would totally have her come speak at ACF. She's submitted, she's humble, and she's a senior leader. So, and God's blessing her church. So I, I'm confessing some discomfort with that for me as a as a as a guy and as a Christian. But I'm not ready to throw it out because I know mm-hmm. senior leaders who are women, just like a judge named Deborah in the Old Testament who led the nation of Israel as a deliverer. I have personal issues with it, but I can't I can't throw it out. But your personal issues, you think, are related to your church upbringing? It may be the way I was raised. Because I mean, for for the longest time, especially in your generation, we're in, we're in different generations. I don't know if you know that, but in your generation, really? you're going to say that. You're going to say that. Pe- women did not lead in church, and you're seeing yeah. it more now. But there will be some people that say this is defiant against the word. And as somebody who always wants to be fully submitted to the word, I don't I don't want to be defiant. Like if if God's saying like women really shouldn't do this. Who am I to say, but but I'm gifted and I want to. Um, I think that that's a really wise and humble thing on your part. Um, and I think a great principle for all of you who are aspiring church leaders is let leadership find you. Don't go campaign for it, male or female. In our early, early, I was thinking about this this week. In our early days, this guy was a big dog in culture and a big dog in his business. He said, how do I become an elder? And I was like, you don't. Mm-mm. You just told me right there you're not ready. Right. And so let leadership find you, male or female. And so if you've got a drum to beat on this, you're probably disqualified because it's not about beating a drum. Male or female, let leadership find you. If you are female, is there a ceiling? Uh, I don't, I've not seen it because, um, because of what the scriptures teach and because of my experience. Um, I've not seen God fail to use women in any context honestly. So So. why do you think the Bible is, it's a long book, but I mean, if this is the one book that we're basing on, we're going to go on a limb on that one. It's a long book. It's it's Mm -hmm. not 
as I mean, there it could there could be a lot more subjects covered. <laughs> why of the verses that were chosen to be the Bible that we base our faith off today? Why do you think God would allow these scripture to be in there that are so divisive and confusing? Well, they weren't divisive and confusing then. But God knew that we here in 2023 would be using this Bible, and it would—it's causing division in the church. He—he—he he, he gave us. He used human agents in human context, and we're 2,000 years removed. Mm-hmm. It's going to require some work on our part, but that's why we have the Holy Spirit and sound judgment um, to filter things out. So he—and—and and I think it's also because there's a little grace in it. So I'm never going dis- to—I'm never going to not fellowship with somebody who doesn't think women should speak in the church because he could be right. I think there's doctrines that are gray, and I'm firmly firmly in the gray camp on this one. For ACF, we've landed where we're going to land, and I'm very comfortable with it. But I'm not going to not fellowship with somebody who reads differently than I do, including some women who read it differently than I do. They may be right. And I think in the priesthood of the believer, we have to be okay with that. Let's, what we agree on is Jesus and his salvation. And if you're in the camp that I'm not sure women should lead in church, I'll bless you. Let's not fight over it. There has to be grace because because it's hard. There has to be grace. I do like what you said, though, because I feel like... May I say that last part again? I do like what you said <laughs> because it's there may be some women in the pursuit of equality that will say, I want to lead solely because I am a woman. Yeah. And leadership has to find Let you. Will leadership find you? Yeah, absolutely. Whether I you're male, or, male or female. We, in ACF, our policy is... We're looking for deacons, we're looking for leaders, we're looking for elders. We find people who are already deaconing, leading, and elding, and we just anoint mm-hmm. them. So just lead. Don't look for a platform. Just lead. Just serve. And if you're supposed to be a leader, God will find you. Don't yeah. don't try to make a point because you're male or female. And then it's not us saying, oh, well, we have so many men. We need to add at least two more women to balance it out. Yeah, it's not, it's not, really, it's it's not, not about really that. that. Great. Well, thank you so much for, this is fun, Lauren. for stepping you. into this one with me. I, I want to affirm you and all the female leaders out there. Don't don't let anyone speak negatively. Don't don't let anyone look down on you because of your the Bible says youthfulness. I say gender. Hmm. You you can lead and pray for God to give you opportunities to do so and to speak because you should. So we are loving all of these questions. I want to encourage everybody to continue going to our website. It's acfellowship.org. And if you go to slash podcast, the podcast page, you can go in there and type in whatever question you would like to hear us address. And we've gotten some great submissions so far. So please continue to do that. You can also go to our website and search podcast in the search bar. That will also take you to the page if you don't want to remember this long URL that I'm giving you. But thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you, Will, for sharing your wisdom. Yes, ma'am. We will see you guys soon. Thank you.